Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello! And today we're talking about volumes 7 and 8 of Vinland Saga. We are 8 volumes in and we have gotten through the prologue of the story. Yeah! <laughs> I thought that was prologue. pretty fun. Prologue? Yeah! <laughs> this is the prologue! <laughs> and, and the prologue... I thought we already had it, the prologue! Right, yeah, we thought so. <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken, the prologue, at least what it's called in, in the manga here, is exactly what was covered in the anime season one, unless I'm mistaken. So the whole slave part with Einar and stuff like that at the end, uh, I don't think was part of season one. So I would assume gotcha. that's going to be how season two starts. Um, mm -hmm. I, again, I could be mistaken since you know I don't remember the anime adaptation all too well, but I don't think that was in it, at least. It makes uh, sense to end there. Instead of, you know, there being before the time skip. Precisely. You know? Yeah, and so we are now more than caught up to, to the anime, supposedly. So I am completely unspoiled now. So we are on the same, same page exactly, which feels good, I think. It's good. Let's start by talking about Thorfinn. Uh, and I, I want to start by talking about the epithet that he gains from having... Uh, Beaten Thorkel the Tall in battle, Karlsefni, uh, hmm. which is, and you know, it's explained at the end of the book in the translator's notes, but mm -hmm. it's an Icelandic epitaph that he got, uh, like the real historical Thorfinn got, uh, for, for some reason. I, I actually wasn't able to, I haven't been able to find any kind of information about how the historical, the real Thorfinn got that title or epitaph, Karlsefni. But it, it means the making of a man or a real man or something along those lines. A real man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, it's, it's actually kind of fun for me as a Swedish person. I can understand the, the first part of, of that word. I can understand oh. as the present day Swedish word for just man or like a male person, which is car oh. or car, well, Karl, uh, technically like K-A-R-L means like a man. Essentially, in, in Swedish. Is it like Carl? It's. I mean, it. The name Carl, of course, is also a, a name here, uh, <laughs> and it's spelled the same way. Uh, but the L is silent in the word for a male person, like a, a man. Yeah. So it's like Car, uh, but it's spelled with an L, and so that is gotcha. what. It, so today it just means a man, but back then, uh, other than being Thorfinn Thorarson's kind of epitaph in that way, it also, as we learned in this in the later chapters of the of these. Uh, volumes here that it's all it was also the word used for kind of just the common man like a, a free, mm, a free, yeah, a free yeah. man that that wasn't a slave but also wasn't like nobility in any sense yeah just a uh, commoner so so it was kind of interesting because that's something i didn't know that supposedly the word had that meaning uh back in those days so that was that was kind of fun that's cool yeah yeah uh and and, and, and like, again I, I don't know how the real thorfinn got the epithet uh called stephanie but it's fun, at mm. least, I think, in this in, in Vinland Saga, for the reason to be that he beats Thorkel the Tall, and how that kind of made him a little bit of a celebrity, supposedly. Yeah. I, I was not expecting that sort of recognition and fame, although having beaten Thorkel the Tall, it makes sense. Right. I guess I didn't expect the <laughs> the rumors and the story to have passed so quickly. And, Fair, and yeah. Like wildfire, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. So it makes me wonder, going forward... Will there be more people who have who's like, oh, I've heard of that name before, within the story or something like that, mm. or or will his, will his name just kind of disappear? Altogether? Exactly. Yeah, I wonder. At this point, it's hard to say. Because he did. He is accused of attacking 
the prince. Precisely. So maybe maybe the people don't want to spread that the good rumors about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Plus he's a slave at this point, so like that's like yeah. the lowest kind of place you can be at. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and and like that name, like or that title, that epitaph was definitely very a, a very positive thing, you know. So yeah, maybe he doesn't have that or uh, it, hard to say. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to say, but the only way I could see it that him being a slave doesn't affect that his name is that people don't know that's what he did like they oh they, yeah they kept they kept the story and what happened to him oh separate so they don't know exactly what happened to Thorfinn uh Carl's Carlsfinny Carl Stephanie is how I say it at least I I don't know exactly uh but yes and actually I I knew that he would have this epitaph or like or well at least I, I knew that the historical person that he's based on had that epitaph uh mm. i knew since uh, i think i mentioned it and in our second discussion that before then i had just found out that thorfinn actually was based on this real person um and so i knew he had that carl stephanie epitaph but i i didn't mention it back then just just in case it would come up in the manga so that i didn't want to spoil it. and i'm glad i didn't say gotcha. it because it did it did right. come up <laughs> <laughs> hmm. but this this book was really hard for thorfinn i think yeah, both of these volumes um you know mm. he gets his butt handed to him once again i mean yeah it, it for various reasons one his arm was still broken but but also you know Ascola just knows the guy and he just doesn't think smartly when he he's attacking him yeah so he gets his butt handed to him and then his whole reason for living is extinguished right before his eyes yeah and now he's I I feel like as a slave he's kind of just lost and just listless listfully listlessly there you go listlessly hmm. <laughs> living life as just skin and bones really you know yeah it's really sad yeah just everything he had been fighting for for the past eleven years just undone in an instant yeah for him yeah. and I mean it's it's just well we we saw when in, in the scene when he met Leif Erikson he like. The only thing he, well, he, he told him, I guess, about his life a bit, I think, like, kind of off screen, technically. But but then the first thing he asks Leif Erikson about is Vinland. And, yeah. like, he doesn't seem to care at all right now about his sister and mother. And, like, Iceland. Which is also, like, just one, one, of, the, one of those really sad things about his character right now. Or at least at that point. Mm-hmm. And when we see him later on as a slave, like, yeah, as you said, like, it's like he... He just seems completely ambitionless, kind of like just mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. There's nothing, nothing to anything, kind of. Right. Yeah. Going going on that where he's just so interested. Well, he refuses to acknowledge his. I guess his family. Uh, part of that could be that he, you know, doesn't want to say, "Hey, I, I goofed up," or you know, acknowledge that he still has family. But um, it could also be that he's just so caught up. Well, I guess I I can't even say caught up really because Vinland to him is still just kind of a passing dream, if you will, compared to his revenge. True. That's what he's really caught up in. Definitely, yeah. But maybe the Vinland thing is something that he could potentially move on to. But I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe a real warrior, a true warrior, as was um, brought up again. Mm-hmm. 
maybe the one that he needs to strive for is someone that cares about his family or looks after his family, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, puts his own desires aside and, or at least changes his desires to be one that watches over his family. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but maybe that had something to do with it because it did seem odd that he'd be so intent on hearing about Vinland instead of hearing how his family is going. Yeah. Yeah. I was also kind of surprised by that. I guess it's just been so long that maybe he has kind of gotten over them or something. I mean, that that's incredibly sad if that's the case, but yeah, for sure. Vinland is still something that he has been in a sense dreaming about throughout at least with mm-hmm. his scene with the uh, Hordaland in the first book that was only like about a year or two before Askeladd dies. So that yeah. was still kind of that that was fresher in his head at least, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Indeed. Could also be that he's he's trying to like kind of force himself to pursue his goal of killing Askeladd, like kind kind of like forcing himself to focus on that more than he maybe mm. would. I guess maybe, okay. and if that's mm-hmm. the case, then maybe he does deep deep down. Maybe he does actually care about his family. Just he he's trying to put up a front and or kind of pretend to not like kind of force himself not to care about other things so that he can focus more on the goal that he I guess wants to pursue. I definitely think that last part you mentioned is is potentially the 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 real reason. You know, the mm. just kind of putting aside what he wants to care about for what he thinks he should be caring about. Right. That's revenge. And I guess mm. maybe even Vinland, maybe Vinland, maybe, I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I do expect him to eventually meet up with his family, whether his mother is alive or not. Yeah. But... Yeah. He's got to, he's got to. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I also hope that he gets another moment with Leif. I mean, Leif seemed to have, I mean, we're going to talk about Leif more later, but since we're on the topic of it, Sure. Leif does seem to obviously have aged since last time we saw him. I so I guess I I just hope based on based on how much Leif seems to really genuinely care about about Thorfinn, I really hope mm-hmm. that they get to meet again under better circumstances before it's too late, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If Thorfinn's going to get to Vinland, then I he's going to need he's going to need Leif and his direction, at least some of his direction. Maybe not necessarily to get there, but how to get there right I, I yeah feel like exactly he, he, he could help him anyway i this is this is i i don't think we're anywhere near that part in the story if he does get to that point but you know mm. it's vinland saga like it's yeah kinda, exactly. gotta get to that point eventually right right no absolutely absolutely uh and yes now i think you're right even even if leif erickson doesn't necessarily follow him there if he goes there he at least needs to talk about about it with him again, I think. Yeah. So I wonder if he ever holds a blade again. Like oh, yeah. it it would it would be kind of to me shocking if he didn't, but you know, it's he he loses his, his dagger, the dagger that his father had supposedly. Yeah. Or maybe it was his mother. I I mean mm, maybe she mm. maybe she had a secret <laughs> side hustle <laughs> yeah. that she threw away eventually. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, but I by the know. way, real quick on that, uh uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I should have looked this up, although I didn't intend on saying this because it's just a very small little thing. But the the symbols that are on those daggers mm. I, I would I'm gonna guess that those are like Nordic runes 
for the letter T. And so, like, uh. two Ts. Which could be for, well, Thor's, and then maybe Thor's last name or something. So, if, if, or if that is the case, then they would have belonged to Thor's. But, I mean, I don't know for sure. And mm. none of what I just said might be accurate anyway. But it's, 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 it was an idea that I had thought of, at least. Interesting. Well, it would work with Thorfinn because, what, his last name would be Thorson, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. Precisely. Although the historical Thorfinn's last name is Thordarson, so it's like slightly different. But but yeah, uh. <laughs> but yeah, th- th- this one should be Thorson. Cool. Anyway, so he he loses that dagger, which is very unfortunate. But I mean, I I don't know. Like I don't expect him to become a a complete pacifist in a blink of an eye or anything like that. But no. I just it just makes you wonder, like, what kind of conflict is he going to? experience going forward mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i'm not sure and i wonder if what askala said before they before he died you know be be a true warrior did, does that actually yeah. mean anything to him and does he learn anything from that because i also wonder what did that mean to askala but we can talk about that when we focus on him mm. but it just seems odd that a man who was so cunning but was able to take people's lives and do what he had to do but then he turns to Thorfinn and is like no you need to be a true warrior like like different almost as probably like be different from me you know what I mean yeah right maybe yeah hmm I don't know so just thought some thoughts I had I mean at the very least Thorfinn has changed a lot by the time we meet him in by the time we see him after that I guess one and a half year time skip Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has anything to do with any of the words that Askeladd spoke to him in his final final moments, or. Uh well. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. No, I, I probably wouldn't say that either. But. Yeah. But at the very least, I guess eventually I hope that you know. I mean, Askeladd can't be forgotten. There's going to be something more, you know, to be learned from him. I, th- I think. Yeah. It's based on the fact that he really is the person that. Thorfinn has spent the most time with in his entire life. Makes sense. And I think you mentioned last time that he is. Uh, I, I think I think you said uncle figure. You wouldn't. You didn't want to say father figure, but um, yeah. I and I think that's. Or I mean, I mean, maybe even. I mean, I guess it is unfair to say father figure, but 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 still kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, I I get he, it. Like, I get it. In a sense, he was, and I in. Again, this is a little bit on Askeladd, but I, I feel like from Askeladd's point of view, in in the in that last moment that, that they shared, it kind of felt like, at least from Askeladd's point of view, that there was that kind of a dynamic between the two. From Thorfinn's point of view, it's harder to say. He was definitely distraught, but not because of the fact that he was dying just in and of itself, but the fact that he hadn't killed, he hadn't gotten to kill him, and just mm-hmm. all of his everything he had strived for was just undone. But Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess bottom line that, I'm, that I want to get to is just that Askeladd impacted Thorfinn's life immensely, and there I'm, I'm right. sure that even though he's not really influenced by him at the moment, there will come a time when he will find something like some kind of wisdom or 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 some something to learn from Askeladd. Right. I think right now he's definitely in a kind of a depression state. Yeah. And so maybe eventually he'll remember a few things. Maybe one of those things is what 
I'll go out told to him and maybe that kind of gets him back back to kind of what he was but maybe but not never the never the same I don't think. No. I don't think he ever can be driven by that same kind of revenge. I, I I'm, not, no. I'm not saying he's never going to have enemies or things that do or people that do terrible things to him but I don't think he'll ever be driven that incessantly by revenge again. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess one thing that he did learn there was to basically to not put that much stock into into revenge or like that much effort into revenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for like, sure. I guess that that is one wisdom to gain. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't uh, swipe at the the prince, or the king. The, you know, like, <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking. Well, obviously, Knut didn't want to kill uh, Thorfinn there, but no. Yeah, and we don't know exactly how Thorfinn ended up where he is. You're right. But I feel I feel like it's kind of probably kind of safe to assume that that it was Knut who chose for like sl- slavery to be his punishment instead of death right um obviously we don't know for sure but it's it's my best guess i feel like that had to been the only way i agree yeah. i mm. agree so that's also kind of sad oh yeah it is sad uh he's currently in help me is it utland uh, uh, yeah uh utland uh or well that, U- that's utland yeah it's uh part of denmark yeah which is also where uh, Asalad's father, I guess, used to be, and I guess he he lived there as well. And so, I understand that like it's gonna be a big place. Like, it's it's not just a little town, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's a it's a big like province, like region, right. kind of in Denmark. So now they're in like the southern part of it, and I, we don't know exactly where Askelad was living. But I thought it'd be interesting if there was some sort of connection. Like, oh, you know, this person and. Maybe Thorfinn um, meets someone who knew Askeladd or something like that. I, I'm not entirely sure. Right, yeah, yeah. But being in the same place, it just kind of hints, not hints, but it it, it could potentially suggest that, that kind of story. Right, yeah, that, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that, but that's, yeah, interesting. I, I, I wonder how short he is compared to his dad. I think we talked about this earlier, but yeah. we see after the time skip that it doesn't look like he's really grown that much. yeah. Or at least he's still considered short. Mm-hmm. And at age 18, I guess... I would yes, guess 19 or so at now. 19, sorry. Or, oh, 19. or maybe, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but yeah. So age 19, like, yeah, no, yeah, like, you're probably not going to grow a whole lot more. Maybe maybe you'll have a growth spurt randomly. It, it's mm. possible. But very unlikely. <laughs> I, I, very I'd think. unlikely, yeah. <laughs> Mm, mm. I just, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with different heights. I mean, I, I feel I consider myself on the shorter end of the spectrum, but well, I'm, I'm more average, I guess. But yeah, it's just kind of funny. I did not expect him to kind of remain the size that he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also thought he would grow, grow, grow more. But, but yeah, I mean, it's also cool, cool to have like, I guess a, a protagonist that, like a male protagonist that isn't. Oh, or that is supposedly below average height. I feel like that's not all that common in in media, so I'm I'm all for this, you know, diversity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just a couple of things that Oscar said to him before dying. I I forgot to mention when we were talking about it, but mm? what do you what are you going to live for after I'm dead? Yeah. Venture beyond the world he saw, which is meeting your father. Yeah. Be a true warrior, son of Thor's, and I don't know, just. 
profound statements to say before you die. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, you know, g- give it up to Askeladd. But uh-huh. I'm sure those words will come back to Thorfinn's mind eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope so. But then, shall we move on to Askeladd next? I think so. The end of the best character. Really? Yes, in, absolutely. In 100% agree, yes. Uh, and I want to start by talking about his name as well. And how the this this book makes clear that Aske, the Aske part of his name, is indeed what I talked about in, I, I think, our first discussion. The Norse word for ash. And I think it still is in Norse, in Norwegian and Danish. I think it's still Aske. Uh, and supposedly, and this is something I didn't know at all, that at least I think the Norwegian word lad is like lad like boy in in english mm. so so it, it is like the ashen boy or the ashen lad or the ashen one as i think it's also referred to as at some point in this book um so it, it's fun to get that confirmed kind of uh, and that being due to him being like constantly kind of covered in ash and other things and stuff as a kid mm-hmm. but the translator's notes also uh, mention a character from norwegian folk tales called askeladden who is well, the inspiration for Askeladd's character, not not like from from Yukimura's point of view, or like from our point of view, it's not like I, I don't think it's in the world. I don't think Askeladden existed at this point in time, not at least not that I know. So I think it's just kind of a meta reference right. in that sense. Yeah. Um, but it is cool how Askeladden in the Norwegian folk tales was like the youngest of three brothers, and he was never the one to be expected greatness or something or anything like that but he mm-hmm. always kind of succeeded anyway because he was able to use his wits to kind of overcome things and right. i i think that definitely kind of fits with with Askeladd's character it's not a one-to-one thing of course but it's definitely fitting um and i again like i didn't know about this folktale character Askeladden uh before i read that thing in the, in the translator's notes but i read up on it a little bit after that and i talked about it with my father for some reason and he apparently knew about Askeladden. So it is something that people, at least here in, in the Scandinavian countries, are, at least some of us, are, are aware of, of that uh, character mm. from the folktales. So I thought that was fun, that, that my dad knew about Askeladden. Uh, and, and by the way, Askeladden is like the, like the, basically Askeladden is like the Askelad, like Because the, the ending, E-N, is basically the. Because we don't have like a word for the in our languages. Uh. And instead of putting the before a noun, we end the noun with either en or et or just an n or a t but anyway yeah uh, so it's like the definite version of that cool i feel like i vaguely had heard of that story although i i couldn't remember the name to, for the life of me but ah be, it, because it has something to do with loki too doesn't it uh yeah yeah according to the translator's notes uh at least well, I don't, I don't know if it has anything specifically to do with Loki, but at least he is kind of similar to Loki in, in, in many ways. Oh, okay, okay. At, at least that's how I, under, I understood it. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, yeah, cool comparison. But I, I think it's even uh, cooler because, well, help me out, because maybe I could have been, mis- been, been misremembering, but did, was this the first time we got his actual name, the Lucius yes. Artorius? Lucius Artorius Castus. Castus. Yeah, like the name his mother gave gave him. Yeah, it was the first time he said that. But <laughs> in our first discussion of this series, we, I had look, looked up like because I I got curious when he said that he had an ancestor Artorius. So I had been looking up like who could that have been, mm-hmm. and I had I, I I had found this, uh, Roman military commander who lived in the second century 
called Lucius Sartorius Castus, who I mentioned in our first discussion. Right. Um, so that might have been what you like, where you remember that name from, perhaps. Yeah, I do. Remember, I do remember us talking about it. Right. Yeah. But to be clear, that is not the same Artorius that was mentioned in Volume Four, uh, and also a bit in this, in or in here in Volume Seven too. It's not the same one oh, since, really? since, the one that's mentioned in in Vinland Saga, like in the manga, was an Artorius who lived in the fifth and sixth centuries, like about five hundred years before this story takes place. So that could not have been the Lucius Artorius Castus who lived in the second century. Oh, that's what confuses me. So I still don't know if the Artorius, like the one referred to in the manga, is actually a real historical person. I still don't know about that. Well, yeah, that's fair. But it could also be that he, for whatever reason, just decided to change the date of how many centuries it was. Yeah, move, moving it like 300 years or so in time, or like <laughs> yeah. three to 400 years. For whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Maybe it was to make the bloodline less thin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Be- because if I'm, if I'm being honest, I find it kind of suspicious. Or not suspicious, but... I don't fully believe that he is the true heir to Britannia. <laughs> like, no, no, like yeah, that like, that's definitely questionable. <laughs> right, but I, I mean, I appreciate him going full, going full heart. You know, you go ask a lot. You, yeah, you, you take that, you take that crown. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because even Canute is like, well, you have just as much right to the throne that, as I do. Like, Does he though? <laughs> I mean, yeah. as a human being, and and I guess. <laughs> His 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 cunningness, like sure, I I I guess he could be a good ruler, I suppose. Although I don't know, I don't even know if that's what Oscar would want, really. But mm. I just the whole bloodline thing doesn't quite work for me. Or does the, I just don't think he could potentially be royalty. Like it it right. didn't, didn't make sense anyway. Mm-mm. That's a, that's a little little thing, but I I do I do appreciate that whole entire scene of getting his true name and then taking off the king's head. Yeah. And w- which really was sort like a little bit kind of symbolically envisioned or or foreshadowed on the cover of this book where Askelad has the, right. the crown on his sword, which really mm-hmm. like knowing what happens in the book, it it almost feels like a spoiler even though obviously I I hadn't gotten that idea from the from this image uh to begin with, but it definitely yeah, it, it, it's a good picture, I think. I'll be honest. I did not expect the king to die uh, quite yet, you know? I mean, I, did, I didn't expect to, to, for this to be the prologue. <laughs> right, yeah, no, no, exactly. No, and I, I remember when we talked about the king and stuff in previous discussions, I also got the, got the vibe from you that you expected him to stay around for a bit longer. Um, yeah. But I knew, since I had read up on the historical things, I knew <laughs> that Svein Forkbeard would die in early, in early 1014. Um, ah. So I, I sort of expected that he wouldn't stick around for too long. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but obviously wow. I, I stayed quiet about that. <laughs> yeah, no. That's all good. I mean, because, yeah, I really did think that you may, maybe he'd be pushed back to Denmark and then there would be mm. some sort of battle. But that could be something else that happened entirely. But anyway, I had so much emotion mm. uh, when reading this. I mean, I wasn't crying or anything. but it, Oh, it, it I was. was Oh, oh well, there you I go. was crying. <laughs> and I, I just, I think that how he goes out is so true to his character. Yeah. It's also interesting to see him lose control in the way he did. Or while well, he's playing it up. 
He's right. He's playing of, it. Kind of acting. No, I totally get it. He's playing it up. Mm. But throughout the whole series, he he kind of has a cool head about him. Yeah. And then he then in the previous book he loses he loses himself. He loses cool. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Mm. Yeah. And then in this book, it happens more often because people goad him into it by when they say certain things like your mother was a slave or we're going to attack whales or something like that the king really pushes his buttons and you can really right like, you really feel for him because you notice like and, and as you said since he isn't typically the one to show those sorts of feelings when he does it, it holds so much more weight than it would like for right. most, most other characters absolutely absolutely so yeah so seeing that was great and then like you said that last part where it was basically just an, he was just pretending to be on a rampage mm. i mean that's going all talk about like a great oscars award i mean you know, just <laughs> to for going all the way I guess. <laughs> laughing like a maniac all the way through <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was so good oh man and, and like speaking of the parts in, the, in in these two volumes that made me cry actually. Mm-hmm. So when Askelad killed Bjorn, I cried a little bit. Oh yeah. And when Askelad himself died, I cried a lot. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah, both those both those moments were really tragic and just mm-hmm. well, the Bjorn one was kind of bittersweet in a way. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The fact that he just wanted to be Askeladd's friend. Yeah. And and that he got that confirmation right before he died. Like that he was his only friend. And like I'm sure he died satisfied. Absolutely. Not only does he go to Valhalla, he has a friend. Like he was able to be a friend mm. to Askeladd is 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 great. Yeah. And for some reason I thought he was going to live. <laughs> I remember I said that in our previous discussion. I was like, no, no, no. Bjorn will live. I think Bjorn will kind of have a have a bit of a role. No. I, I was totally wrong. Uh, um, but no, this is a great way for him to go. It was. It was beautiful. At least in terms of the Norse mentality. I, I still think it would have been great to have him along and still be a character. But, you know, that just that, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And and to be fair, he had a pretty fatal wound, so very yeah, um, mm. yeah. And I just, you know, my one and only friend. I, I really like that. Yeah, that was I mean, oh so yeah. sad. <sighs> yeah, but back on Askelad or yeah, yeah, yeah. So learning about his backstory, it does kind of have parallels, or at least it starts off kind of similar to Thorfinn in that yeah, they both have a grudge against a person, a man. Mm. Their their greatest enemy. Yeah. Difference being is that Askeladd actually got the job done and <laughs> did whatever he had to. I mean, cunningly, you know, and yeah, with wit. But um, yeah, he did. He did end his father's life. Absolutely. And pinned the blame on one of his brothers. Oh yeah! Oh, that was that was that was yeah that was cold. But yeah, and also the fact that they lived with the man that they hated so much uh, for True. at least a couple of years. Like in Askeladd's case, it was just two years, but but still, uh, that is also a similarity there. Yeah, so I guess the difference is that Askeladd was willing to do whatever it took and, and Thornfinn was too prideful, I guess, or like too set in his ways. Like it had to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really his mistake, I suppose. I mean, not that I wanted him to kill him per se. No, 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 not like me neither, but... but... 
if he wanted to kill him, he his best bet would have been to kill him in his sleep or something like that, you know? Right. In the first discussion, we talked about what Askeladd himself might be a slave to, since he brought, brought up that whole idea about, you know, everyone being a slave to something. Mm-hmm. And so I think this book kind of points toward his slavery being to Wales and to Avalon uh, I was primarily. I very similarly. Like, yes. Cool. And, but, but also partially to Prince Knut, even. Because um, hmm. if it if he hadn't had some sort of loyalty, I should say, to Prince Knut, he would have mm-hmm. just, you know, killed Prince Knut to prevent King Svein from invading Wales, right? Right. But he wanted to save both Wales and Prince Knut, which I think points toward him being, in a sense, more or less at least, a slave to both. Uh, but also, yeah, Avalon and the, the, the Artorius, like his ancestor, supposedly, and all of that, obviously, is more like i guess his primary uh slavery he's concerned i mean i guess part of the reason why he put his trust in canute was so that he could save wales and just kind of i guess his people potentially true right? yeah, yeah i mean exactly and like yeah exactly for because if he had i guess agreed to king Svein's terms where he would have well hypothetically killed canute in order to prevent the king from attacking Wales, I guess that wouldn't even have been a, a sure thing necessarily because he couldn't right. trust King Kingsbane. Kingsbane might have might have attacked Wales regardless. So so yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. So maybe he didn't necessarily have necessarily that strong of a loyalty to Knut. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily oh, saying that, well, you know. No, but... R- fair, but but still, I guess it might not be comparable to his loyalty yeah. to Wales. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's probably right. Some other ideas I had potentially for what he'd be a slave to, maybe his hatred towards, I guess not just Danes, but just warriors. Like he mentions like how much he hates, mm. he hates warriors. Yeah. But then you look at him and <laughs> man, he's, he's a warrior himself. And I think he even says it's kind of ironic that, you know, I, I picked up at the store for the first time and it just felt so natural and it just yeah. it must have been the genes of my old man how you know kind of mm-hmm. ironic that is yeah so i wonder yeah i wonder if there was kind of some self-loathing there as well i think it was i mean didn't bjorn say something about like, yeah, oh, I, 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 mm-hmm. hates himself mm-hmm. as well like including all of that which yeah. i think there was probably truth to that absolutely so yeah i i think i think those are some pretty good ideas to what uh he could be a slave to and mm. i i do like how the book doesn't really spill it out for you it's like yeah Thor- or uh, Oscalad was a slave to this you know <laughs> definitely um, yeah. <laughs> i mean obviously clarity is nice but i also like the idea of thinking for the for ourselves to understand mm. these characters and what they could be thinking absolutely yeah man Oscalad is such such a good character like such a well-written character i love absolutely so, mm-hmm. oh man <laughs> for just for so many reasons i just love him <laughs> uh but and actually another thing another scene that i really appreciated with him in this uh i think it was in volume seven was when he gave uh the gold armband to atli uh kind of to help yeah. him out on his travels and and he he heeded him to never swing a sword ever again and i read that as Askeladd basically knowing at that point that fighting isn't at least thing it's not his calling uh right. so he's encouraging him to find a, a, a different calling so i guess with that in mind i just think that's just a very sweet gesture of Askeladd. right i guess since we're on 
Otley, I, I, I just mentioned that mm. they're supposedly they're still alive. So yeah, yeah, I exactly. Guess there is there is potential that they could come back to the story eventually. Yeah, I, I, I doubt as any sort of antagonist or no. any sort of you know bad feelings. But anyway, I, I think that could be something down the line. Yeah, and I, I think I think Atli and Torgrim, if they do come back, they will be completely harmless. Right. You know, and I, and I, I hope they, I hope they are living a great life. Yeah. But going back to you know Askeladd, no, noticing that he's just not really fit for this uh, warrior lifestyle or this like sword fighting lifestyle. Yeah. I wonder if he felt the same way with Thorfinn. Because mm. he mentions being a great warrior again, like that's you know another thing that comes up. And so I, I what does that mean to Askeladd? Did did he know something, or does he feel like he knew something? He knew what even Thor's was trying to get at. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, Hmm. But again, that's definitely going to be fuel for (laughs) uh, Thorfinn to eventually evaluate his life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but, uh, about that true warrior thing from Thor's, I thought it was Mm -hmm. kind of funny how Askeladd kind of, well, defeated Thorfinn very easily in, in their duel without using his sword at all. And uh, obviously it doesn't prove that he's a true warrior or anything, but he did not use his sword in that in that duel. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, I guess, for the very end where he sort of was intending on, on killing him with the sword, although uh, Knut intervened and he just stabbed the snow. Although he may have not even done it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like 50-50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> So I guess, fast forward, do you think that Askeladd had planned to kill the king, like be the scapegoat for Canute from the very beginning? Maybe that, maybe not well, the very beginning, but at least the beginning of this book? I'm going to say no. Although there was a part where it kind of seemed like there was a foreshadowing to it when he said that right. like, a, a high level officer or whatever like should like ideally be the one to kill the king for, your, mm-hmm. for, like, for Prince Canute's benefit. So... With that, I could sort of see it, but no, I I don't think he was intending for it because in that scene where he killed him, it didn't seem like he had that plan at all. Like based on his like their scheming and everything before that, and based on well his own kind of thought monologue at the moment, it seemed like he was well he really just tried to well basically the only reason why he caused any kind of friction with the king at all was just because the king had mentioned Wales and, and his plans right. to, to, to attack Wales. I think if it hadn't been for that, I don't think any of that would have, would have happened. Absolutely. I, I, I agree mm. at least at that time. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I think their plans changed after the first few chapters because they went and saw the king and they realized that they were going to be a standstill. Um, mm. And so they had, they had to change some plans because I think they went in there with the, potential uh thought of actually killing the king right then and there uh, but they had to see how how it went how how it how it'd go do you mean that the first time uh, that they came face to face with yeah him? the first time like the mm, first right two chapters right yeah yeah um so i wouldn't surprise me i mean i don't think oscar would be willing to give or is always willing to just die for any cause um but i think 
maybe that was something that was on his in the in the back of his mind thinking okay hmm. i guess I, I may have to be the one to do this hmm. but no I, I i do think that the plans eventually changed and they had no intentions of it actually going down that way gotcha um and, until you know he mentioned attacking whales yeah you down goofed up Sven. yeah he down did <laughs> and, and did just another great moment for masculine i thought was how he started insulting the king like oh, in, yes. in, in, insulting the king's face to his face yes. like, <laughs> like it, it so great really got my blood pumping like so so good and like yeah obviously followed by the decapitation but oh my god now yeah. you ugly <laughs> yeah <laughs> you ugly fuck like ah oh. <laughs> like how dared he but he did he did he dared and oh my god i love him for it <laughs> Uh, anything more on Askeladd? Nope. Okay, then let's talk about Prince Knut. Or is he king now? I, I'm not entirely I don't know, sure. it's hard to say. <laughs> he has control of the military, so he's yeah. captain, chief, or chief captain, or whatever you call it. Something like that, yeah. Chief commander. Mm, mm. Commander-in-chief, that's, that's the American term. Cool. Commander-in-chief. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something... That well, that we saw a little kind of early on in in this book here was how, well, he he clearly believes in God, but he seems to be very angry at God for very for much so. basically for not intervening when he and his father are are in a conflict. And well, Knut's own plans were to kill his father, and he's angry mm-hmm. for God for not intervening in that moment. It it just sounds weird to me. Hmm. I don't know. It's yeah, I I see what you're saying now. I I, I didn't think of it as being weird, but mm. for me, it's it's not just that he's going to kill his father, but his father originally was trying to kill Canute. You know, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that that is that is a good point. <laughs> so why would he? But I I I feel it's more. Why is he allowing us to exist in this world where father and son try to kill each other mm. and, and stuff like that? You know, that's. There's no, there's no love here. There's no happiness. There's no paradise. Yeah. Um, you're just putting us through all these meaningless trials, um, and I, and I kind of like how he is is being all sassy towards God in a way. Well, he's <laughs> yeah. sassy throughout this whole this whole book. Like he, his sassiness is just like three levels higher. But um, I, yeah, I wonder if this is another another jab at his father in a way, like his actual father. Mm. Um, but I do think he's letting out his frustrations towards his his god and just um hmm. zamamiro as they say in japanese uh, um in your face oh yeah kind of a situation right right i don't know why japanese came out i was saying <laughs> why can't i think of the word in, or the phrase in english <laughs> it's all good um yeah he says you'll build an ideal country for those that live in suffering mm. so it makes you wonder if he's going to try to in slavery, is that too progressive for his time? Hmm, not sure. Or is he just gonna stay away from war in general? Is that what his plan is? I have no idea, really. Um, yeah. Well, either way, I, I think it's it'll be interesting to see what he does with the crown. Um, yeah. Because I I do think there is going to be some sort of bloodshed. Uh in his future 
probably with his brother. I, I don't think his brother's going to take <laughs> this lying down. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I don't even know the guy. We don't even know the guy yet. We haven't seen him in the right in the manga. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, speaking of that crown, he calls his father a slave to the crown. He does. Um, it's like, oh, hey, th- there's that theme again. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. The Yeah, the slavery theme. And, but also, because King Spain says the crown possesses a, w- a will of its own. And without going into detail here, that reminded me a lot of something from Attack on Titan. And I guess you'll know if you know, I guess. But it's something that I, I just I just thought it was nice, but especially since we know that Isayama, who wrote or did Attack on Titan, was inspired by, or at least supposedly inspired by, at least Askeladd's words of, you know, everyone being a slave to something with one of his characters. And I, I could see this being potentially an inspiration for something in his story as well. Uh, obviously not necessarily, but potentially. Um, but yeah, the crown possesses a will of its own. Oh... Okay, okay, okay. If that brings you any kind of ideas, I can I I can kind of see where you're going with it. It's a little different. It, but absolutely, I could, I could see, I could see, I could see the inspiration. It's yeah. it's it's like it's like more metaphorical in Vinland Saga and more like fantastical, mm-hmm. kind of supernatural in Attack on Titan. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm leaving it there. If you know, you'll know. At this point, I think you'll know if you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I I just thought that was a, a an interesting bit. I like not not just for the fact that it resembled Attack on Titan to me. Uh, but also, or I guess maybe the other way around. But well, the concept itself. Exactly, the concept itself is, is interesting. Absolutely. And and so yeah, I guess makes you wonder how and if is uh, is Knut going to change now that he wears the crown? Yeah, I, I it could be interesting either way. Like maybe Knut, you know, defies the quote unquote will of the of the crown, and does what he believes is right and or uses it for for his paradise i guess you could say mm-hmm. um or does he become just like his father you know corrupt and power hungry yeah right right but uh knut being kind of faked out to be a woman was was an interesting bit of uh what were your thoughts when you when you saw that <laughs> did you think did you think it was real uh no, I didn't think it was real. Okay. Um, because I, because because Askeladd, like yeah. he was all like, oh, what if we, what what if you died? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, so they're, they're gonna fake something. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, when he got shot, I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen? I didn't, I didn't think they actually would kill someone though. No. For some reason, I thought there'd be like, oh, it didn't actually go through me or something like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but then someone died, and you see, it's definitely a whammon. It's like holy crap! Side note: there was there was a lot of nudity, or more nudity in this than I thought there'd be. Um, but obviously, this kind of nudity is—it's like you're watching a, a National Geographic, yeah, kind of. A thing. It, <laughs> let me—that was a bad way of explaining it. Um, <laughs> It—it's not necessarily graphic per se. It's just—it's just life, you know. It's not exactly. meant to be. Uh, pornographic. Yeah, it's it's not you know, sexualized or, or anything. Yeah, right. it's not sexualized, right? Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Anyway, it was a funny joke, though. Yeah, and I mean, I I remember when I saw the anime because I remember this bit from the anime, and I was just confused as all hell. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I had maybe maybe I had missed Askeladd's comment before that, perhaps or like something. I was just uh-huh. really confused. <laughs> uh. 
I wonder if that was totally intentional. Maybe either from the start or maybe as he was creating the story, maybe he heard people saying that Canute, uh, oh, must be a girl. And so maybe he put this in there to really mess with people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought it was pretty clever. I mean, too bad that kill someone for that and yeah or i mean maybe maybe she made it it's not we don't necessarily know because they, they say if, if if the dart was poisoned then she wouldn't make it but there was maybe a small chance that she, that she could have made it otherwise if it wasn't poisoned so maybe she made it maybe but i do think that Askla says she died she did yeah oh I I missed that if he said that, but he's like yeah. first he was first he was pained by the death of that slave woman, but this, oh, so, yeah, I don't think she made it, or maybe, uh, but maybe mm. maybe he's just assuming that she exactly, died. yeah, yeah. I I think that's kind of how I read it at least when I when I got there, or like when I read that page. But like, let's but, be honest, mm, is she ever whatever. gonna come back to the story? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> how would you know? It's like I've seen you somewhere. She flashes ah. <laughs> that's where i see well i mean she has the same face as as it's true him, yeah but... okay i i went back i went back and forth like for the moment that she got stabbed mm. and then to when Asklad tells canute of his plan or whatever mm. they went back and forth to see if there's any facial difference none absolutely zero yeah right facial difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh canute i'm uh I, I was really glad that he understood why Askelad did what he did like he understood that Askelad was basically put with that dilemma like Knut or Wales mm. um and he honored Askelad by canceling the subjugation of Wales I'm really happy that he well he held up that end of the bargain essentially absolutely very respectable Knut is probably my second favorite character just because of his character growth it, mm. it's just phenomenal and and the person he is i i think it's admirable and something i really like fair fair totally fair anything more on him nope i think that's it then let's move on to my second favorite character at least at this point of the story thorkel i'll start off by saying something that i should have probably said last time but i'll say it now because i want to i want to have this mentioned because it's a little fun fun thing historically about History, uh, about Thorkel the Tall is that it is s- like supposedly a bit unclear how exactly Thorkel ended up joining Knut's forces after having previously opposed him like mm-hmm. like the, the real historical Thorkel because uh, th- 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 that, mm-hmm. that, that whole thing is accurate how he opposed, <laughs> uh, opposed Knut or uh, opposed the, the Danes um, yeah. at first but then somehow ended up joining Knut's forces, but it's unclear historically exactly how that ended up happening. Uh, so I just think it's really funny and kind of interesting how we we get this kind of fictional explanation to that in this manga, at least. Obviously, right. obviously it's nothing to take take seriously historically, but it's still fun that Yukimura gave, or like found a way to explain that in his story, I think. Absolutely. And it's not just like, you know, money or something like that. It, it's yeah. <laughs> the guy just really likes throw the fight and he sees something in Canute and I, I exactly like yeah for sure yeah it's definitely about Canute's growth as well and actually another fun thing this is just um, also kind of tied to the real world is like at the feast that Thorkel was kind of asked to arrange where he 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 invited and drank with a bunch of the the chiefs of uh, of, of Denmark 
there was that that one chief of Scania, the one that had like one of his sons had died, but he had like five others, so he wasn't bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Scania, which was the area that he was the chief of, is a, a province in Sweden present day, but it belonged to Denmark back then. And basically, in the times between, basically between this time age and like the 1600s or maybe the early 1700s, uh, Sweden and Denmark were in war and, and like fought over that land area uh, wow. for like for hundreds of years. Uh, mm. And it is coincidentally, Scania is, is the province in Sweden that I where I live. Uh, <laughs> so it is, yeah, I, I live in what used to be Denmark back in the day, but then it's gone back and forth, back and forth and until like, I think early 1700s or so. It's been Swedish since then. But yeah, I just, I just thought it was funny how my province was was mentioned here in in the manga. <laughs> That's cool. Hmm. Uh, he's basically a pirate now. Just the just the way he looks, you know, the <laughs> yeah. eye patch. For sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't think he got much action in his book, and not, not, not that he much. didn't have lines per se, but it was more so that he didn't even get the fight. <laughs> yeah, I think he threw one punch. <laughs> You're probably right. And yeah, it was funny. Or it was interesting, I think, at the kind of the climax of Volume 8 where uh, Askelad was, was slaying all of those people in the in the hall. And uh-huh. kind, of, kind of at the beginning of it, Thorkel kind of wanted to... Well, he, 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 he sort of wanted to join him or like do something. Uh, or, or, or he was also like alternatively kind of just feeling jealous. Kind of he, he wanted to, to be the one killing all those people kind of... Um, but but then when it kind of came down to it, and Knut asked him to basically be the one to finish Askeladd once everything, or kind of when the time was right, he kind of declined that offer, quote unquote, uh, and and he did Knut to do that job himself, which I thought I, I thought was big of him, since you know what we know about him is that he's right. such a you know he loves killing and he loves fighting, and for him to actually back out of that idea and and su- suggest that somebody else kill Askeladd was was uh yeah a, a big move for him i think not only that but he understood that it was important canute be the one to do it yeah yeah exactly that, it was smart that yeah that they see that and it gave him more credit to take the crown and you know be the leader yeah um otherwise then it i I don't think it would have been impossible, but it would have been uh, at least harder for the the noblemen that were there to view Canute as the rightful, I guess, ruler of the army slash potential mm. king. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure how the coronation and the <laughs> the next ruler is going to be figured out, but right. Yeah, but good, good, good on Thorkell. Absolutely. The last thing I'll say on Thorkel was just a really, really funny bit where he says to Knut, he says, admit it, you're a woman, aren't you? Show me your cock. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It totally caught me, like, off, like, caught me by surprise because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I noticed the show me your cock part my first time reading. And so today when I reread it, I, I saw that because it's kind of just written at the, uh, like on the corner of the panel. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wait, oh my God, <laughs> he actually said that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, just funny bit. <laughs> just bros, they're just bros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah, I'd say they're bros. 
<laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> I do have one more thing. Hmm? Is that it seems as though he never knew that Askeladd was the one that killed Thor's, or at least led to his death. Right. Um, because he doesn't he doesn't really understand why Thorfinn is, wants to kill Askeladd. Exactly. So I wonder if that will ever be revealed to him, or if he will ever know that it was actually Floki who wanted Thor's dead. Exactly. Um, and, and how will he take that? Will mm. he be... I mean, because usually when he sees people fighting or whatever, he kind of encourages, encourages them, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this case, someone that he cared about deeply, you know, his his niece's husband, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know how he'll he'll take that. And maybe that'll be fuel to get Floki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I, that would be interesting. It doesn't seem that Thorkel really likes Floki right now anyway. Yeah, right. There is already some sort of friction between them. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like I mean, more drama. I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. But moving on to Leif Erikson. Well, he's back. And he's bald. He's he's bald, and he's searching for Thorfinn on the slave market, as just kind of a, just kind of on a hunch, like at least on that that first time when he's searching. But yeah, like I, I don't know. He when they when they did finally meet, um, the the part that really got me was at the end of that that whole conversation, when Thorfinn walks away and and Leif just kind of calls after him, but he he's just ignored, like. Mm-hmm. That, that that part was, I think, very sad. Yeah, and it's through him that we see, or that we learn about his weak mother, and that his sister is married and has three children. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Yeah, Ilva has uh, has kids now. Wow, <laughs> it makes sense since she was talking about taking a husband to help with the labor. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, well, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> Too bad. I blame we, Thorfinn. We blame Thorfinn. Yeah. But then in 1015, after the time skip, we also saw him on the slave market searching for Thorfinn. And at that point, he had more reason to to believe that he would be there somewhere. Uh, yeah. He had supposedly heard at that point that Thorfinn had become a slave and even been sold at that same slave market. And I guess he was right. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It was probably right. I just keep really hoping that he'll... He'll get to meet Thorfinn again sometime soon. Hopefully in the next book, like the next two volumes. I, I really hope that. Mm. I mean, what's his name? has got to be like, oh, yeah, there was someone looking for you, Thorfinn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Einar. And he'll talk exactly like that. <laughs> oh, no. When the anime comes out, that that's how he's going to be talking. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Can you... uh, anyway. Anything else on Leif? No. No, there wasn't that much. But next up, well, there's mostly just small ones left, but a bit on Gunnar. I I thought it was really funny how you could really tell right off, the, like, when, the, the moment you see him, like, okay, that's Ragnar's brother. Because you can yeah, see on the I wonder who Ragnar's brothers could be. Oh, that's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, he he's basically the Luigi to Ragnar's Mario. <laughs> 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 oh, he's even a coward like Luigi. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. 
I'll I'll take I'll take Luigi any day. <laughs> yes. That's my boy. Yeah, no, absolutely. not so much, not so much Gunner. No, yeah, yeah, he was he wasn't as cool, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't actually have anything more on him except for the fact that yeah, just the, the funny bit that we could actually tell so easily that it was that it was him. So I just wonder if he is gonna stay at Knut's side uh, ah. since the king is dead because he was kind of sitting in the middle of the fence. Um, but now the king is dead. Is he gonna stay with Canute, or is he gonna run tail between his legs to the other brother, or is he gonna start Ooh. doing that in between, you know, on the fence kind of thing again? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I I would assume that Canute wouldn't want Gunnar on his side. No, I yeah, I would I would as well. I mean, especially after Oscar, it's like don't. Like the guy, yeah. you can't trust him as far as you throw him. Exactly. So yeah, I guess it remains to be seen. And like, the 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 fact now is that the story is definitely like, or well, Thorfinn has been separated from all of the other characters at this point. So it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. know kind of how much focus is the rest of the cast gonna get in the next good like, point, in like the following volumes. You're right. Um, like th- th- that's kind of a little bit of a worry that I have. Like, are we gonna see much of Knut or or Thorkill, for example, in the coming books. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Ah, <laughs> it would be kind of a shame to never see them again. Like, mm. it would be a, a complete shame if you, we never saw Thorkell's death. Because Thorkell, he's got to die in battle, right? Like, that's got to be I his hope final so. thing. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, in truth, I would I want everybody to live a happy life and, you know, you know live a long life. But that's just not Thorkell. Thorkell, you know, his no. dream is to die in battle. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. And it would be so satisfying to see his dream be re- be fulfilled. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully <laughs> his story and Canute is not done in the manga. I hope so. I definitely, definitely hope so, yeah. I would be fine with them being out of the story for a while, but if they're, yeah, if, well, yeah, if they're out sure. forever, then I would be disappointed. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, a while is fine. It's just the forever part that I don't want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, but one, la- one last thing about Gunner is... You're probably surprised. Like, wow, he has so much on Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, he asked for his steak well done. He's a heathen. So, <laughs> that, another reason not to trust him. You know, when I read... Yeah, because I remember someone said that. Like someone wanted their steak well done. I didn't even pay attention to who said it, but I guess okay. I guess it was him. <laughs> it's gotta be it. No one else has that cone head. Um, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can eat your food however you want. Just do not ever try to feed me well done steak. That no. stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And thus ends the the gunner lore. Cool. I'm done. Good. <laughs> Then let's talk a little bit about Willibald next, and probably not much, but I thought I thought it was hilarious that that was him because I did not see that coming. I I should have probably. Uh-huh. What about you? For me, for me, it was it was just kind of well, who else could it be, right? But but I was still shocked when I saw it, when I saw him. It's like, <laughs> what? Like who is this man? And like it, it, this cannot be the same person. No. <laughs> but he's drinking a lot and he's a friar, like yeah. or you know some sort of. Like monk you know, or something. Holy per- monk thing. So, yeah. like, who, who, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, that was a very funny moment. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And he was only like what, 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I also think it's nice how they kind of keep kind of that way of saying numbers, like 3 and 20, which mm-hmm. I think... I think it's the way we said it in Old Norse, and I think it's still the way they say it in Danish. I could oh. be wrong about that. Mm. It's uh, at, at the very least, I know it's the way they say numbers in German. Um, I know that at least. So maybe that's something that's also stuck around from that era, kind of. Interesting. I did not know that about German. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the German thing is the only one I think I know for sure that that's how they say numbers. Uh, moving on to Einar. The new character we get in the last two chapters here, um, he became a slave rather recently, supposedly. And yeah, like we've just barely gotten to know him. But something I think is respectable with him is just kind of his very righteous mindset and like how he, how he, well, stand, uh, he, he, he tries to and wants to stand up for himself, even though obviously he is. Like well, he's a slave, and like the low, the lowest thing mm-hmm. one can be in the society. But he's still really trying to stand up for himself, and and uh, and yeah, trying to do good, I suppose. I, I think I think that's cool. Indeed, and I think he sounds like he'll be a character for a good while. Yeah, um, I got that feeling too. At least just the fact that he is kind of the one narrating the last two chapters mm-hmm. um, in this book, and then he says, "This is the first time I met Thorfinn." So it feels like he might kind of take over the storytelling for a little bit. Uh, and, you know what? I mean, maybe they'll part ways in the next few books. I don't know. But it does kind of seem like he almost is like a travel, not traveling, but a companion for Thorfinn. Yeah. At this point he is. Right. <laughs> Slave companion. <laughs> yeah. tree, tree cutting buddies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, he's a simp! Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, at the very end we saw <laughs> just, like, one glimpse of... Uh, one glimpse! K- That's all it took! Kettle's daughter? I I mean, I guess it's his daughter. I don't daughter. know who it is. I, I would assume that was Kettle's daughter. I could I could be wrong, though. It was uh, some woman, yeah. at least. That, that was the assumption I had at first as well, but, you know, as I was watching, it was like, is, is it, like, a concubine? Is it a another slave? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. But I think I think daughter is is makes the most sense. Safest bet, probably. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like and I like I guess for two reasons I'm a little bit worried about Einar now is firstly because of this, well, crush or whatever Whammon. you want to call it. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. that that definitely could get him in trouble if he tries <laughs> to pursue that potentially. <laughs> the other thing that I think could get him in trouble is the fact that he is so like he 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 is well he stands up for himself in the way that he that we've seen him do, and right. how that definitely could also get him in trouble in some ways. So, so yeah, I guess yeah. there's reason to worry about him. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's all I have on him. I see. Then yeah, I have nothing more either. And then let's talk a little bit about his master Kettle. Yeah, that's who I wanted. That's who I was gonna go to. Cool. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm still unsure if Kentel's like completely cool, chill guy. Yeah. Or if he, I don't know, is kind of bamboozling them in a way. I mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just have deep distrust for a lot of things. No, I, I think <laughs> you know, with good reason. I don't want to be like, yeah, I don't want to just think it's all sunshines and rainbows or, you know, 
Yeah. Everything's going to work out okay. Mm. I mean, they're already put into a situation where it just seems it's going to take forever to, to get that freedom. Yeah. But will he actually grant them? He has that one guy who claims he was free event got free eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe maybe he's actually a really good guy. Yeah, but I mean, and I also have my doubts definitely because I mean, sure, yeah. As as far as slave owners go, yeah, he seems right, he seems right. pretty great. <laughs> as far as slavery, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I I, I wonder. Um, if if you know, are we just meant to believe that at this point? Because Einar asked Thorfinn if the master was truly good-hearted, like right. if he was truly a good-hearted man after all. But Thorfinn never responded to that, and so I wonder. Yeah. Well, first of all, I I, I guess I wonder how long has Thorfinn worked for for Kettle? True. Um, has it been for all of these uh, almost one and a half years since we saw him last, or has it just been recently? But. At the very, it's been longer than Einar, obviously, so he should know a bit more. So, mm-hmm. was there some, perhaps something that he knew that he was keeping silent about, perhaps, mm-hmm. or I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, like I mean, I I hope he continues to to be the good man that he seem, has seems to well, yeah, that he seems to be. But yeah, uh, can't help but be a little bit bit suspicious. Yeah, on the idea of when Thorfinn got there. If he had been there for a year and a half, or just even a year, it seems like he didn't get a whole lot of work done in that forest just by himself. Maybe he had done other work before that. Like maybe mm, there had like yeah, maybe, maybe the forest thing was like a newer project. Maybe. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, either way, if he's a good man, then Aner should be able to go to him and say, "Hey, look, we're not getting the proper food." Yeah. Um. Then again, maybe he's like, psych, that's the amount of food that you're supposed to get. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Could be. <laughs> Which would make it worse. If you, yeah. yeah, you know. Uh-huh. And then maybe that's why uh, Thorfinn's like, don't, just don't say anything. You're going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Is he speaking from experience or is he just being a negative Nancy? Exactly. Yeah. Find out next time. I uh-huh. could. <laughs> I mean, truly. I mean, I, I could see either, really. Any other character you want to talk about? The last person I have any notes on is Floki. Oh, yeah. Askeladd mentions that he never learned to see beyond his own losses and gains. Mm. And we know that they've worked with each other for a while, on and off, I, I suppose. Um, I just... I Floki is kind of this... He's not... Like, mysterious is not the right word, because... He doesn't give off an air of mystery. He just seems like a guy in the background who's just, you know, trying to influence things for his own gains, and he's, and he's kind of conniving in a way, hmm. but not incredibly clever. Clever either, though. At least Oscalot could easily outwit him. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I I I just don't like him not. Or I don't like him getting off scot free, because he's he was ultimately responsible for Thor's death. Yeah. And I feel like Thorfinn has the right to know that. I don't want him going on a revenge quest, obviously, but mm. I do want there to be consequences for Floki's actions. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think that's perfectly reasonable. But I, I wonder where Floki goes from here. And yeah. mm. does he stay in the military or does he run back to Denmark? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or to, well, I think I think Yom's 
Borg is in like present day northern Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it? Maybe it is southern Denmark, actually. I, I guess I don't know for sure. Anyway, regardless. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, what what is he going to do? Well, remains to be seen. Uh, moving into predictions, I suppose. So do you think that they'll be able to get free in three years? And do you think it'll actually take three years? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, are we just going to be on this farm for three years? I'm going to predict that he and Einar will somehow leave Kettle's servitude in some other way than the, the, the mm. way that we know, or that the way that we've been told. And I, I just feel like that's the way the story, like, uh, a lot of stories usually go, is, like, taking the, maybe not, maybe not the, the route that was laid out. Right. Kind of. Uh, and, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say less than three years. In less than three years, they're in some other way going to get free. In some sense, is is gonna be my prediction. What about you? I think I agree. It's gonna be something different, but I I wonder how. And I I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but it certainly won't be a jailbreak, right? Like or you know a run run for the hills kind of a situation, because they've already established that doesn't really work yeah and and also with how we've seen thorfinn that also doesn't really seem like something he would do at this point true although something could change in that fair Um, yeah you're right you're right i think something needs to change in order for them to have any sort of freedom yeah well Um, i mean leif could arrive like maybe leif finds the farm okay maybe perhaps like i guess that is one option at least Mm -hmm. but i i think with the introduction of potentially Kentil's daughter and Mr. Simp over here, <laughs> yeah. I think that there's got to be some sort of reason behind it. And if they escape, what is he taking the daughter with him? Like, oh, yeah. what was the whole point of that? Maybe it was just comedic, I guess, but it seems mm. like that that's going to have more weight on the story going forward. Yeah. So, Maybe he marries into the family, and then he frees everybody. I, I, yeah, dude. I guess I guess that could be a possibility for Einar at least. Uh, I mean, yeah, potentially. I don't know how that how that's gonna happen. I guess he has to woo his way, and then somehow convince Daddy Kentel that it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna need like a, an incredibly good role on charisma in order to, yeah, in order to pull that absolutely. off. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> um. But, you know, I, I guess another thing is that I'm just really, like, something I, I'm not necessarily predicting, but something I'm at least wanting, and I guess partially predicting, is that I want, kind of, I want to see flashbacks that show us exactly how Thorfinn's life ended up where it is right now. Okay, um, sure. Because, yeah, we have our speculations about how Knut made him into a slave instead of killing him. But I guess I, I, want, I want to know for sure, and I want to see kind of I guess in a, at least a bit more detail what his life has been like for this one and a half years. Interestingly enough, when you go to the Vinland Saga map at, at, at the back of the final volume, mm. it shows an arrow to uh, Jutland and fr- from, from England, and it says the route is unknown. Basically, oh, yeah. it's a, I think they're implying... It, uh, Thorfinn's right. route is unknown. Exactly, yeah, like somehow, like, yeah, we just we don't know exactly how he got there. Right, if it didn't matter, then 
Oh. Why why bring up the unknown? Yeah, right. That that that's a really good point. <laughs> so maybe yes, yeah, so maybe they'll bring it up. Yeah, in in that case, I'm gonna double down on that. That we will get double down. Get <laughs> uh, yeah. As for other characters, I mean, I I don't know how history goes down with this. I've avoided looking it up, so you know you can laugh at me at all you want. But I <laughs> I, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of civil war between the Canute side and the Herald side. Like, it just, especially with Floki, who seemed to be Team Herald, I just wonder if he's going to take that, the whole um, Canute taking over the military lying down. Um, and, and maybe that will happen for a few books that we won't don't see the ramifications of that. Mm. Uh, but to me, when... Thorkel is talking to those, uh, I guess, chieftains, and they're saying, well, it's too bad the war is over. He's like, oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe he could be hinting at the death of the king. Mm. But I think he may be betting on some conflict after that. Oh. Something that he somehow foresaw? Well, maybe more like he could just tell if things go down this route then it'll end up being war okay gotcha gotcha and and to be fair everyone when the king was dead was saying oh great we're gonna have to fight against the english again so maybe that maybe that's what he was hinting at Mm. but i wouldn't be i I don't know i wonder if there is some sort of conflict with his brother yeah i mean there definitely is i guess i think good potential for conflict there and it all really depends on like kind of where the story is going to put its focus, I suppose. Right. Since, right. yeah, Thorfinn isn't where the rest of them are. I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility that the the focus is split. You know that we get. Oh, you know, I guess it could go that some way. Some chapters that are completely without Thorfinn, and some chapters that are completely with Thorfinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way, we could still have Knut and Thorkel be you know remain major characters, but. Mm. Right. At the very least, we're going to get to know Einar some more, and that's something that I'm right. excited for. Um, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect him to stick around. He's probably not going to... or I guess my, my my speculation is that he's not going to stick around until the very end of the whole series, but he's <laughs> going to stick a while. Or he's going he's gonna to stick a while. He's going to stick around for a while, uh, mm. at the very least, I think. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's really just a gut feeling. <laughs> right, right. I think that's all I have, really. Yeah. Um, I guess my whole prediction that Thorfinn's village would be taken over by that one guy. Oh, yeah, half Dan. I guess that's not a thing, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that that whole idea is maybe down the drain there. Maybe. <laughs> I suppose we'll see. I, I, I hope we'll see. I hope we'll see them safe soon. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I, yeah, me too. I guess Willie Ball just—he's shaved and now he's just drinking to his heart's content like that. <laughs> no more Willie Ball. I'm like, see ya. Yeah. Thanks for confusing everybody. <laughs> no, he—he he was great. He had—he had a great run, I think. Yeah, he had a great run. For yeah. sure. <laughs> and and if this was the very last we saw of him, I think that was a good final bit. I thought, as like and ending it on a gag in a way. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, feels great to be caught up with any of the little things that I knew uh, of this. I will say that 
there were a lot, even a lot of these bigger moments in, in the manga, like throughout these eight volumes that I hadn't remembered. So like a lot of the speculations ah. and stuff that I've talked about throughout uh, this discussion series so far have been legitimate speculations and stuff, even though some of it kind of was answered or not answered in in the parts that was covered in the anime. So yeah, yeah, J just wanted to make that clear that a lot of this has actually been real speculation. I mean, yeah, it has like anything that has seemed like speculation has been real speculation, basically. But from now on, there will be not even a chance of any of me knowing anything at all, not even anything small. So I'm very excited to move forward from here with that in mind. Absolutely. We're actually getting into the story now. <laughs> exactly. Plot, apparently. <laughs> we are past the prologue. Yeah, that, that was, that was again, that was really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, wonderful. I think that is it, right? Yeah, that's all I got. Cool, cool. Then, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 9 and 10. Bye-bye. See you later.